0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the How To Gurus, a podcast with honest conversations from everyday people about how to do this thing called life. Welcome to episode six of the podcast. I am your host, Tiffany. And this week on the show, you are going to hear me and my host, Craig, talk about how to teach kids about money. So we are going to recount some stories of how we have taught our children about money. We have a high school daughter who is 16 and a middle school son who is 12. So we are still a work in progress. We'll see how all of this plays out as they grow into adulthood. But we're going to share with you some of the things that we did when they were very small and how we have grown that as they have grown. I hope that you enjoy the show. So we're talking about how to teach kids about money right
1: you're recording right now oh <laughs> that's going in the blooper reels
0: <laughs> you didn't like point at me and say I didn't action get a chance.
1: <laughs> so i was just like
0: hey everyone welcome hey, to the how
1: to gurus oh we're it's live
0: very okay. professional yes. around here
1: <laughs> oh goodness
0: very very professional speaking of professional yes you have a review to read
1: i do this review comes from Sherry Parker. Loved it, Craig and Tiff. Look forward to more episodes. Thank you, Sherry. Thanks,
0: Sherry. That was on Spotify. Mm-hmm. On Spotify, you cannot review The podcast as a whole, but you can click on each episode and leave a comment about that particular episode. And she listened to episode one on Spotify and left that for us. So that was very thoughtful.
1: Very nice. That's kind of funny how Mm -hmm. it's like different on each individual thing. You know, as a non podcast, I'm just getting into this. I actually am listening to a few podcasts. I'm so proud of you. And so, as research, a newbie (laughs) in the podcasting thing, it's kind of funny to me. Of course, I've never left a review. And well, probably because I do listen to them on Spotify, I didn't realize that different formats had different ratings and different ways of leaving leaving those ratings and stuff like that. It's kind of funny to me.
0: I honestly didn't either because I always listened to podcasts. I still listen to all my podcasts on Apple Podcasts because I have you an iPhone. That's just I have an iPhone, so it's just what works for me. So yeah. on Apple Podcasts, you leave it. You rate the whole podcast, not individual right. episodes. So I didn't know that all the different platforms had different ways. And most of the platforms don't even have a way of reviewing. But wow. we got an in-person review through our daughter. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm totally going to tell this story. Do it. So she comes home from school and she said, so this kid in my class asked me if my parents had a podcast. <laughs> and I was like, really? And she said, yeah, y'all came up in his, suggested podcasts on spotify which how we got into his algorithm i have no idea because well,
1: what is he 16
0: i can promise that this is not information that 16 year old boys want i would say and so he clicked on it and started listening to it well, hey. and he told her it was cringy <laughs> And I said, well, yeah, 16 year old boys are Probably not our target cringey. audience, yeah. but he thought it was cringy, but he still browsed around and he saw that some of our episodes were titled meet Tiffany, meet Craig. So he asked Taylor, are you going to have an, a meet Taylor episode? And she said, yeah, I already told them that I want one. So there we're going to have to work that in somewhere. All right, meet, meet the, the kids. kids. <laughs> All
1: right. That's awesome. Yeah, so, so that's cringy. a
0: that was an in person review through our kid. <laughs> okay,
1: okay. Well, if you're listening again and you've kept on listening to the cringy old people, <laughs> thank you for the review. It's not <laughs> offensive. No, get it.
0: we are not for everybody. This no. podcast is not going to be something that everybody wants to listen to, yeah. and that's okay. There are so many podcasts available. Yeah. It's like TV shows or movies yeah. or music. It just, and
1: stay tuned for it's all about Taylor.
0: Yeah, that's coming down the pike. I'm right. not sure when, but we will definitely fit that in. She can share it with all her friends. They can listen to how cringy we are interviewing her. <laughs> <laughs> they can make fun of her and feel yeah. bad for her, for her cringy parents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking that's of funny. the kids, yes, what do you want to talk about today?
1: You already said it at the beginning.
0: Oh, you yeah, I forgot. I forgot.
1: I forgot. <laughs> and you better leave that blooper in there.
0: Okay, end. I'll leave it in. I'll leave it in. So we are going to talk about, and we did just decide this a few minutes ago, we are going to talk about how we've taught our kids about money. Yeah. And the reason I thought that this would be, this was one of the topics that I had thought of and put on the list. Craig and I have a running list of things that we.
1: Well, you about have to.
0: Yeah. That we can talk That's about that we think other people might be interested in. This one came to mind because I have actually had this conversation with multiple different people. Yeah about how to teach your kids about money. And you and I had this conversation a lot when the kids were little. Mm -hmm. And we probably had it with a couple friends of ours about, what do you guys do for money for your kids? What do you do for allowance? What do you do for chores? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? So I just thought this would be a great conversation because it's something we've been doing for a lot of years and still are doing. And it evolves as our kids have gotten older. So
1: Well, and it's funny too because we've also had the conversations with our kids about well, so and so's parents do this, or they do that, and I get—I have to work for mine.
0: Man, so and so's parents are always so much better than I us. Know.
1: <laughs> is it that grass is greener on the other side until you see it's over there and it's—it's
2: it's it's still tainted with,
1: <laughs> yep, still tainted with all the same stuff that's fertilized <laughs> everything else. Yeah. You. Nice.
0: So we started our kids when they were little. I tell you what made me start thinking about money with our kids. I have a funny story about when Taylor was little. When we would go to the grocery store, of course we lived on a tight budget yeah. when our kids were little especially because I didn't work very much. You worked full time and I was mostly a stay-at-home mom. So we were basically on a one income. Right. So I was very particular about having a list when I went to the grocery store. And I had read probably in a parenting book or on a parenting blog that one way to keep your kids from asking for stuff in the store, for everything, for everything (laughs) in the store is to tell them, well, it's not on the list, so we're not going to get that. We're only getting what's on the list. So that is one way to teach your kids about money and budgeting and just self-control is when we go to the store, we have already determined at home what we need from the store. So we would go to Publix, Taylor and I would because they had BOGO sales. BOGO stands for buy one, get one free. And those were really good deals, especially if you had a coupon to go with it because buy one, get one free, it's half off. And then if you had a coupon to go with it and you could get an extra 50 cents or dollar off, it was a really good deal. So Publix is a Higher end, what I would consider a higher-end grocery store, and their prices are a little bit more expensive than, Mm -hmm. say, Walmart. Yes, they're a little more bougie. So I would go to Publix every week, but I would go for the BOGO deal. So I would have a list of what was on sale and what I had a coupon for. So we would stroll through the aisles and get all the things. Well, inevitably, the cracker aisle was across from the toy aisle. They had a very small toy section in Publix. Taylor wanted a dream light so badly when she was little. Do you remember the dream light? Oh yeah. It stemmed from the pillow pets. If anybody remembers the pillow pets,
1: put the little scene up on the ceiling. Yes. They totally
0: enhanced the pillow pet and made it a dream light where they put the light into the pillow pet. And you're exactly right. It cast a beautiful starry night onto their ceiling and they can make it different colors and they can make it whatever. And so she, wanted one of those and had talked about it while they were selling them at Publix and she would mention them or talk about them. And I say, Oh, well, remember we're just getting what's on the list today. So she finally got wise to my scheme. And she said, <laughs> mommy, um, for the next time we come to the store, will you put this on the list? <laughs> she was That's so sure that is. was going to be her way in. And I don't remember how I handled that. I don't remember how I
1: talked. You probably said, but we'll see.
0: Probably, that's the typical parent answer. The classic,
1: we'll see, the we'll kid's see. going, that'll never happen. That means no. That means no. That means no. That's funny. So I was in a store the other day, and similar story, there was a little kid that had a toy, and he was, it's, first of all, this lady had like four kids, and they were all probably, I think the oldest one couldn't have been more than four. Wow. It was crazy. She had a set of twins, and, then, and the only reason why I know this is I heard another older lady asking her. So anyhow, one of the boys was... Little bitty guy, and he had this toy, but he it was old enough to know that he could read the like three on there. Oh yeah. So he knew it was three dollars,
2: mm-hmm. and he was like,
1: "Can I get it? Can I get it? Can I get it? It's three dollars. It's three dollars, whatever." And so he probably maybe he was five, you know, whatever. She was like, "Well, we gotta ask daddy, so we're gonna have to call daddy and see." And I oh. was like, "Oh wow, you okay. know," because she said, "Family we, decision." We came to get this, this, and this, and if we're not buying anything else, so. You know, it's kind of refreshing to see that there's others out there that are uh living by a standard or, you know, restriction of, you know, we don't just buy just to buy. It's, right. It doesn't we matter don't. that it's only $3. It's,
2: yeah. It's you still know, $3. It's
1: still $3 because she had four kids. Yes. So if she spent $3 on that child, was she going to spend $3 on each of them? And then there you go. She's spending, what, $12 plus tax and all that. I mean, yeah. that was an extra 15, almost 20 bucks that... She wasn't going in that day to spend. So, you know, it it goes right along the line. But it was funny that you say that because I actually just witnessed something similar. Yeah. Yeah. Just the other day.
0: Well, and also the reason that like how your story, you're talking about your story with little kids. And we started thinking about more when our about it more when our kids were little is because I think it can be hard for little kids to understand the value of money. They don't understand. And what happened with our kids is we have a lot of extended family. So our kids, we would go to my granny's house and she would hand them five dollars or one of my aunts or uncles would hand them three dollars or whatever it might be. Or they would
1: just walk around with a mason jar and be like a collection (laughs) plate at church and they'd just be getting dollars put in there. Give me money.
0: Give me money. There was
1: actually one time when that happened. I don't remember what it was about. Yeah, I remember one of the kids had like it was either a birthday or there was something going on, and they had this little jar.
0: To pass around for people to put it money in? wasn't
1: passing around. It was more of a joke. But then, of course, all of your family did.
0: Oh, was that Taylor's 16th birthday? She had a gas money jar? yes there yeah, you go that's yeah gas my aunt gave jar. her that right. yeah that was part of her I knew
1: something they weren't little okay yeah so in other my people. Eye, she's still little at 16
0: i think she got like she got like a tank of gas she got like 40 something dollars yeah, in that jar but I that's think what it, i was saying it was mm-hmm. funny because
1: it was like just passing around this yeah. mason jar they were all just stuffing dollar two dollars maybe five dollars <laughs>
0: yeah that was fairly recently so our kids did get handed money a lot they also got gifted money Mm -hmm. for christmas or Uh, like your papa always sent us a 40 dollar check for christmas and it was because we're a family of four so we each got ten dollars so they would get money for christmas and birthdays and just the random like we see our grandparent today or when they started playing sports when they were like four years old our family that would come watch them would buy them something
1: What is up that whenever the family comes to a sporting event, somehow our kids who played the sport walks away getting paid to play, but yet we're the ones that have to pay the fee to get them in to (laughs) play the thing, and then we got to pay a fee just to go watch them, and then they give them money just to play. What's up with that?
0: Nobody cares about your money spending. They want the kids to have
1: the money spending. They get paid to play sports.
0: Well... They, that is a good point. But <laughs> that's, that's a what they did. Bar. That's, a that's what they did. They know, handed blessed. the kids money. But a lot of times, what they would do is if there was a concession stand, or we have the Kona ice trucks here yep. in Murfreesboro that arrive at the sporting events, and they would go buy them like a Kona ice or something from concessions, and then oh. they would let them keep the change. So if they gave them a $5 bill and took them up to the concession stand, and they got like a blow pop and a slushy or something, and they might have a dollar or two left, they just let them keep it. Yeah. So what was happening is our kids were accruing quite a bit bit of money and it really didn't mean anything to them because they were little and they didn't have to pay for anything or buy anything. So I remember as they started getting a little bit older and they would say that they wanted this, that, or the other, our response often would be, well, you can pay for that if yep. you want that Did and you they bring would, your wallet. <laughs> yeah. And they'd be like, sure. You know, cause they just had what they thought was all this money in their bank where mm-hmm. in their little piggy bank where they had been gifted money from all these different places. And so if we wanted them to pitch in $10 for something, it really didn't mean much to them because they didn't, first of all, earn that $10. No. They didn't really even know what the value of $10 no. was. They just knew they had a bunch of bills stuffed in this piggy bank
1: <laughs> or a, ton of change that they wanted us to count and tie yes. it in for bills.
0: Right. So we had to come up with a plan.
1: Oh yeah. So we implemented and we're very good about this I think as far as it's been what we've been taught. So we're passing that down. But implementing, you don't just get money for free. And that you have to work for the dollar. And so that you get that value of the dollar. So we implemented doing chores. We did. And a pay, paid chart type Mm -hmm. chores you know you do this this and this and you get this amount
0: we did and there's a lot of ways to do that and that was some of the issue not issue but just some of what we had to discuss when we decided okay it's time for them to start earning money and being responsible for kind of budgeting that money to an extent and there's a lot of ways to do that And there's probably a lot of ways to do that really well and a lot of ways to do that right. So we had to figure out what is right for our family and what's going to work best for us. So I started doing some reading and some researching and what we came up with was a three jar system. So they got paid a certain amount every week and they had to put half of that or 50% into their savings jar. They had to put 40% of that into their spending jar and then they had to put 10% of that into their gift jar and that's how we had them divide their income so it wasn't like here's your little bit of allowance it's just yours to do what you want with spend
1: it all on candy
0: because that's not really good for future training like we can't just take our paychecks and say oh we i have all this money i can do whatever i want with it yeah because we actually can't do whatever we want with it we have to think about our future with savings we have to think about the present what we owe now what's Do now what bills do we have? And then we also want to be charitable with what God blesses us with. And so we wanted to start instilling those values into our kids when they were young. Do you know how much we paid them for allowance? Do you remember? Oh,
1: no, I don't remember that.
0: So we paid them 50 cents times however old they were each week. (laughs) So, if you do the math on that, it's really not that much money. No, no, no. 50 cents times however old they are each week.
1: What's the math on that? Yeah, I can't do it that quick. (laughs) Sorry.
0: So, right now, our son is 12. He still gets an allowance at 12 years old. He gets $6 a week. Yeah, that's what he gets. So what we decided was that number, because that was another thing, is how much money do they get? Is it going to be based on how many chores they do? Like, can yeah. we make a list of chores? And they can pick however many chores they want to do, and they make that much money a week, which is a way that a lot of people do it. But we just decided we're just giving them a set value yeah. each week. We're going to give them an assi- assigned chores. On their birthday each year, they get their chores redone. So yeah, they might get one. Yes, we reevaluated. So a lot of times we would add one or we would take away um, a really simple one and add a more challenging one. Or sometimes we would just add an extra one, whatever it might be. That would be each week they would do their chores that were due. They had daily chores and weekly chores. And then they got the weekly allowance. Yes. We started that. I don't remember how old the kids were. I'm thinking they were like five and nine. Because we started at the same time, like five and nine. So we did this every week. And the way that we had them disperse the money, so their giving was to tithe to church. Their spend was to do whatever they wanted with. So if I was going to the store, if we were headed to Kroger, I would say, hey, we're going to Kroger. If you think you might want anything, you better grab your spend. So they would sometimes bring their little wallet or purse and stick it down in my purse. And they would go to Kroger and they might buy themselves a thing of candy or a thing of gum or Rylan loved hot wheels and those were not very expensive. So he no, would sometimes like two for a dollar. Yeah. So he would time. sometimes buy that. Or if we were going to Walmart, they were very interested in bringing their money oh, because yeah. Walmart has a huge toy section.
1: But you, I can't ever get out of Walmart without spending at least 50 to a hundred dollars. That's for sure. So you're not going to spend, you know, like, a dollar.
0: But they do have small things. Yeah. So, but that also teaches the kids if all they have in their spend is $5, yeah. they're going to find something for $5. Yep. So then the 50% that they saved, they could not just up and decide to spend that. We had them determine what is something that you would like to save for. And the very first thing that Taylor wanted to save for was a guitar. She was very interested yep. in learning to play the guitar around that time. Yep. And Rylan just, I think because Taylor said that, he decided he wanted a drum set.
1: Yeah. You remember? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he just decided he wanted that because he beat around on it, but he didn't really do anything with it.
0: No, he didn't. He ended up selling it. Yeah. But he did have that for a while. Yes. And he bought it with his own cash money. Yeah. So we told them that they could spend their spend at will. But their save, it couldn't just be like, oh, the book fair's at school this week and mom and dad are only giving me X amount of dollars for the book fair, but I really want to spend more than that. So I'm going to get money out of my save. That wasn't what the save was for. That had to be your spend. Your spend was kind of your, what we would call our blow fund. Like, I don't really have to think about this. This is just money I'm going to spend. The save had to be thoughtful. We had to agree on what they were saving for and they would tell us, and sometimes it would change and that was okay. And then when they felt like they had enough money for their save, we would discuss it with them again and make sure that's really what they wanted, and then we would go for it. Like, they bought themselves iPads. Yep. Both of them did. Yep. Taylor bought herself a GoPro camera. Ryland has bought himself a Nintendo Switch. Yep. They've both done some really good savings. They have some both bought their own well, iPhones.
1: When they got gifts, like for Christmas or birthdays or whatever, they got to choose which one they wanted to put it in, whether it be their save or their spend. That's right. I mean, it gave them a little bit of an idea.
0: That's true. That's a good point. When they would get gift money, because they still got gift money and the money from the family that would come to the ballgames and stuff. When they would get gift money, we would let them choose. If they want to put all of it and save or all of it and spend, we didn't make them do the 50-40-10 with that. The 50-40-10, we were very strict. Any money they earned was to go with the 50-40-10. So then we determined that at the age of 12, your raises stop. So Ryland has officially earned his last raise. He's capped out. He will still continue to get an allowance, but he no longer gets raises. Do you remember why we decided that?
1: Well, it can't just keep going, but at 12, (laughs) they can, like he goes and works for money. I mean, Mm -hmm. he'll go mow yards and stuff like that. Right. So he can actually go do something or he can go to church and get paid to babysit kids or something like that. Mm -hmm.
0: At 12, you're typically old enough to start earning money outside of the home with other family members or people you know yep. like babysitting or helping do yard work yep. like Ryland mows your parents yard and gets yep. income for that taylor started babysitting to get income for that and then at 16 the allowance it goes away stops yeah no more allowance
1: because they can get a job
0: that's right because you can drive a car and your parents paying for you to drive a car is expensive yeah
1: <laughs> You're not kidding. That insurance is nuts.
0: Yep. So it's time for you to start kicking in a little bit on your own. And so at 16, allowance stops because you can then get a job and earn your own money. But guess what doesn't stop is your contributions to working in this home. That's
1: right. Keep them chores up.
0: The chores still stand. So we've told our kids probably the whole time that you're not really getting paid for your chores. We implemented the chore system and the allowance system around the same time. Yeah. And then they get the raise and the extra chore at their birthday. But really, we all work to maintain our home. Right. It's not like, well, I didn't want to clean my bathroom this week, so you can keep my allowance because I just didn't want (laughs) to clean my bathroom. We never, that was never the, how that went. Right. It was, you do chores because you're a member of this household and we all work to keep this house clean and nice And it's just kind of part of living here. But because you're pitching in and doing things, we are going to also give you an allowance so that you can have your own money and learn how to spend it. I think it's worked out really well.
1: Yeah. I kind of grew up doing a similar method. We had the little flashcards where it was like, mom would want the windows cleaned. So you'd flip the card over on the back and it'd be $2 or $5 or whatever. Oh,
0: the worth. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: And then to do something, and I'm totally guessing on this now because it's been, Way too many years ago. <laughs> but there would be just like a list of different, she would just come up with little flashcards and have like a chore on it. And so to do extra, mm-hmm. you could just take three or four of those and be like, okay, I can get $5, you know, because yeah. I've done four or five different things, you know, that mm-hmm. were worth, you know, whatever. So it kind of gave you that work ethic of, well, I got to do something and do it well. It wasn't that you could just go out and halfway do it. Mm-hmm. And still get paid, it's going to get inspected. It's going to get looked at, and mm-hmm. you're going to have to make sure you did it well or you're not getting paid. That's a so great I think idea. That's what yeah. we've, in a different way, mm-hmm. instilled in our kids. So, because like this year, Rollins' 12, so his additional job, or chore, whatever you want to call it around the house, is I officially do not have to do anything with mowing the yard. Woo-hoo. He does all the weed eating, all the, you know, blowing off everything. everything and he does a good job. Him. He kind of got himself in a little bit of trouble. Paw Paw. Got an electric weed eater, <laughs> an electric blower, and I had all the, you know, pull, yank on the thing uh-huh. to start it. He did it at Pawpaw's house. He did all of it, weed eating and everything. And I was like, well, how come you don't do it at home? You know, why am I still doing it? And he was oh. like, well, he has an electric one. Well, mine, what he didn't realize, my weed eater was on the verge of being kaput. <laughs> so I was like, all right, buddy. So I got a new one and I got the electric. He said, oh, I know I was what like, to buy. Guess what I bought you? I bought you an electric weed eater, an an electric blower. Hey, and now this year, it's all we
0: use. So now he does all the mowing.
1: Does every bit of it. And it looks nice. The yard always looks really
0: nice. He does a good job. And he likes it. Oh, yeah. He'll act like he doesn't, but he likes it. Yeah, Yeah, he does.
1: Well, he does like being on a zero turn, so.
0: We did do the extra chore thing when our kids were little, but neither of them ever picked any to do.
1: Well, they didn't have to.
0: No, because they had the standard allowance. They had so the they, standard allowance they they and they didn't had all the to,
1: extra side income coming they
0: in. They had those <laughs> aunts, uncles, and grandparents giving them all this other money. So they didn't they didn't need to do extra my extra dollar chore. No. They weren't interested in that. So once we have a, have a 16-year-old like we do now, then we had to decide, okay, we decided no more allowance because the 16-year-old can get a job. And she did. She actually got a job when she was 15. Yep. So then we had to decide once she turned 16 – What was that going to look like? Because we did have a car for her. My dad gave her a car, which was very generous of him. Mm -hmm. We decided that we would pay the insurance for her because we feel like that's pretty expensive. And we, mm -hmm, and we didn't want her to feel burdened with that at 16 years old. We also pay for her cell phone data. We do not pay for her cell phone. If she breaks it, it's on her to replace it. She has bought herself two iPhones. She bought the first one when she was 13 She bought the second one when she was 15. She just bought herself an iPad. That's the second iPad she's bought for herself. She's rolling in the money. She's fine. (laughs) But we do pay for her data because we want to make sure she has a phone. We want to be able to get in touch with her and get a hold of her. I mean, we would Mm -hmm. buy
1: her a phone. It's just not going to be the $700 iPhone. No, it's not going to be the If she wants just a phone to text us, to call us, whatever, it's going to be a cheap phone.
0: Right. So that's not what she wants. So she buys her own. That's the
1: deal. Mm -hmm. Is if you want that type of phone, you want that expensive new one, Mm -hmm. and you don't want the cheap old iPhone or whatever, you know, is going to be the deal. Right. Then, yeah, you got to ante up and buy it yourself.
0: We also decided that we are going to give her a tank of gas a month. Because yep. we live in town, and most of her traveling around is in town. We live one mile from her school. Well, she, maybe till she crosses the street, gets parking. It's like a mile and yeah. a quarter, mile and a half. It's a mile to Ryland School. I mean,
1: realistically, I mean she gets she goes through what two tanks a month, maybe. Well, she usually goes through two.
0: Usually she buys one and we buy one because she does like to run around and she has friends that live a little further from us. That's why we're only giving her one Mm -hmm. is
1: because she's constantly wanting to, oh, we're just going shopping or we're going to take pictures or whatever. so.
0: So we decided to give her a tank a month because we didn't feel like she should be responsible for getting herself to school. That's kind of. Our job as her parents to make sure she has a way to school. We also get her to take Rylan places sometimes. Like she'll pick him up from school and take him to soccer practice. And we did not want that to be something that she begrudged because she had to pay for her own gas. So a tank a month feels fair. We kind of calculated what her car gets mileage wise and how many miles she drives for school and for Ryland and things. And so anything outside of that, she pays for herself because she does like to travel to friends' houses. And like you said, go shopping or go out to eat or whatever her out to eat. And all of that is on her. And she does that a whole lot more now that she drives. She'll just take a friend and they'll go somewhere. If she's going out with friends. Exactly. Yeah. Not when she goes out to eat with us.
1: (laughs) I just want to clarify
0: Thank that. you for that, that clarification. That no, we are. If she goes out to eat with us, then yes, we pay for it. But there's a lot of times after school, she'll f- want to run to Sonic with her yeah. friend. And we don't just give her $10 every time she wants right. to do that.
1: And what's funny about that is, is when she first started doing that, she was like doing it a bunch. Yeah. And then she realized quickly that it was like, wow, this is expensive. Yeah. like, Yeah, that's why we can't afford to just be giving you 10 bucks here, 20 bucks there constantly just to go out and eat. That's right. There's plenty of snacks here. There's plenty of food here. We're going to eat here.
0: Mm -hmm. And we'll still, every now and again, she'll, go out to eat and she'll have rylan with her and she'll just decide she wants to go to sonic well he definitely doesn't have any money with him because he doesn't have a checking account yet she she got a checking account when she got her job so she has her debit card with her so if she doesn't have cash with her she has her debit card because she always has her license with her so she keeps her debit card with her license so she can just run into sonic and get something but rylan he's only 12 he doesn't drive all of his money stays at home he can't just decide he wants to buy something at Sonic. So she'll be nice and get him something. And so every now and again, when she does that, then I'll just reimburse her because I think it's nice. And I want to buy them treats from time to time. So we'll do that for them. I have heard this budget thing with your kids done a lot of ways. And one of the ways that I find very interesting is parents give their kids an allotment per month. So they give them like $80 or $100 or whatever for the month and the child is responsible to budget that one hundred dollars for whatever it is they need for the month and that, make it last and make it last. And right. they and their parents have sat down and determined what the child is what bills or expenses the child is responsible for. So that's not something that we've dived into yet. But I think that's interesting, especially as your kids right. get older, because right. that's kind of how real life works. Like sure. you get a certain amount of money a month. How do you disperse that certain amount of money yeah. a month?
1: And I think it's something that you got to do it on the small scale, because like when you're talking about Taylor's car. I know we're talking a lot about her, but it's because she's a little further along with having a job and stuff like that. Like we take care of all the maintenance on her car, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be tires, you know, the oil changes, stuff like that or whatever it needs. We're mm-hmm. going to take care of that kind of stuff. So she's only paying for gas. And so at some point in time in her life, reality is going to hit and be like, oh, well, I didn't realize I had to pay for that, you, know, I didn't have to pay, you right. know, and so as they see that it's like, okay, there was more expenses and hopefully they'll be able to see mom dad did do way more than one right. making me pay for my own gas or pay for my own food when I'm going out with friends. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. because there's a ton of other expenses that, that we are paying for. We are paying for. And that was the way it was with me. I mean, that's how I grew up and that's how you grew up. I mean, we've talked about that mm-hmm. in our kind of in our episodes that we were just not handed everything. Yeah. Uh, we were told we needed to get jobs. We needed mm-hmm. to work. We needed to spend well, save mm-hmm. well so that you could, you know, know how to live this life later on in life. Cause I do think of that. Cause I, I see a lot of kids and even our kids will talk about friends and stuff like that. And we see a lot of people that do just give their kids just what is, whatever they want, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, however that goes and, you know, to each his own, But at the same time, at some time, at some point, reality is going to kick in and that kid's going to be like, what? I'm going to pay for that? Yeah. Myself? And it's like, yeah, you do. And they just have no idea. And And even our
0: kids have no idea. But that's where, like what you're saying, as they get older, you just add a little bit more responsibility.
1: Right. And that's where the responsibility kicks in, because I do think we live in a generation right now. And the generation that's coming up and is having to learn, and I talk to people about this all the time, where, you know, their kids are going off to college, and when they get out of college, they haven't had to pay for anything up to that point. Mm -hmm. They literally have not paid for anything. They've gone through high school, they've gone through college, and somebody has paid the bill and footed the Mm -hmm. bill the entire time, and then they get out of college, and they expect to make $100,000 a year Mm -hmm. coming straight out of college. And have all this money, and then they don't, A, they find out that they're not going to get $100,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And B, they're going to, they find out that, oh, I've got to start paying for all this. And they don't have that standard. They don't have that mindset. So they go out and they just start spending mm-hmm. because it's now, oh, hey, I've got a good job. I'm making $50,000 a year or $60,000 a year or whatever that they are making coming right out of college. And they're going, I got all this money coming in, but they don't realize the aspect of bills and savings and stuff like that. And I think that's where we get in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. It's just um,
0: not teaching them well from the big from beginning little, or from I when think, they're I, in your home. Yeah. Yes.
1: I mean, I do. I honestly believe that it's something that gets trained at a very young age. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, some people might think, oh, well, it's cruel to look at a five-year-old and be like, well, oh, you got to work for your little bit of allowance that you get. <laughs> but it's just like everything else in life. You know, you train up a child in the way that he should go. Mm -hmm. the way that she should go it starts with the little things and it carries on through consistency and when he is old he will not fall far from it yeah you know they're not going to fall away from oh yeah i've had to work for this my entire Mm -hmm. life i've had to think about my spending Mm -hmm. my life throughout my life i just think it's a wise choice and it's a wise thing to do
0: absolutely and And like i said
1: it's i mean it's everybody's business yeah each and every person can make their own calls you know and just and from our perspective it just wisdom comes from a good work ethic and Mm -hmm. from a good savings ethic and Mm -hmm. you know doing that stuff
0: and even from the time they were little like toddler and preschool age before we had a chore system or an allowance system for them they still had responsibilities in our home they knew how to pick up their toys how to clean their rooms to an extent they learned how to make their beds pretty early. But we made it life. clear that they weren't
1: getting paid for that.
0: No, not, but I'm just saying teaching responsibility. So right. I think you can start that at an early age so that when you do start to implement the responsibility with money and finances, like chores mm-hmm. and allowance, it's not just this out of the blue crazy thing that mom and dad are doing. Right. Mom and dad, for, hopefully for as far back as our kids can remember, we have attempted to teach them responsibility. Like right. you need to keep your room clean to an extent, or we might have roles or we do have roles especially when they were real little, they could not take food or drink upstairs. We have a two level home and the kitchen and the living room are on the lower level along with our bedroom and bathroom. But their domain <laughs> is on the second <laughs> floor and it's all carpeted up there. Yep. And when we moved into this house, they were very little. Rylan was a baby and Taylor oh, yeah. was in preschool. So the rule was just no food or drinks upstairs. Cause that was, they were still doing the sippy cups with milk and all we that. We still
1: need to do the sippy cups upstairs.
0: We do still need the sippy cups because, <laughs> (laughs) the one of the children just spilt a red drink on the carpet up there very recently yep you're right So a
1: a nice pink hue on the carpet. We've
0: gotten slack on that rule because they are older and more responsible, but they still spill things. (laughs) So when they were little, we had rules like that, like no food or drinks upstairs and that's teaching them responsibility. It's something they have to remember. It's something they have to take care of and be responsible for. So we did start with some of those smaller things. So it just became more natural as they got a little bit older to start teaching them about money. We also have taught them to be responsible with our money. Like the whole yeah. story I told about Taylor in the grocery store, yeah. we did that with both of our kids. They, I cannot remember a time that either of our kids have had an all-out fit because we wouldn't give them something that they wanted. Our kids have had plenty of fits and plenty of... Yeah moments that were challenging but i can't think of a specific time over, of it being over something that we wouldn't buy for them at the store right or do for them at the exact moment they wanted us to and i think some of that hopefully stems from where we've tried to teach them responsibility and patience from the time they were born we've tried to implement yeah. some of those things and i think it can just naturally flow into teaching your kids about money and teaching your kids about budgeting and like you said it might seem silly to start trying to teach your kid about a budget when they're in the first grade but you do it on their level
2: right like Absolutely.
0: you may want to give them three dollars a week you keep one you give one away and you save one you know save one spend one give one like whatever that looks like for you it doesn't have to be the percentages like what we did but just some kind of a plan for them i think is helpful and then that sets them up for security later
1: on yeah look at the concept
0: yeah and so when they do start earning more money when someone does hand them a twenty dollar bill or whatever it means more to them and i'll tell you what else talking about the value of Money, another story I can tell is when we would be at a store and I would look at a shirt and I'd be like, oh, that's really cute. I really like this shirt. And the kids were little and encouraging and they'd be like, you should get that, mommy. It's so pretty. You should get that. Like anything I might say in the store. They were like, you should get that. You know, you can yeah. buy whatever you want. You're the mom. You're the, You're adult. the adult. You
1: have the all-American yeah. piece of plastic. Yeah, that is, you just swipe unlimited. that little thing. Yeah.
0: So they would say things like that to me when they were little. And as they've gotten older, and we've done this allowance system and this budgeting system with them now, and even i mean not it didn't just start happening like within the last few years if we're somewhere and i say oh that sweater is so cute and they'll be like you should get that and i'm like oh it's 60 bucks i'm like oh they both are like oh yeah like they understand And
1: they'll be like you can look for it on amazon
0: (laughs) right they understand like that's Kind of a lot to just go. Oh, I want this, yeah. you know, when well, I'm not specifically out shopping for a sweater that right. I need. It's just something I happen of our to our see. Kids
1: have learned that, and mm-hmm. so they do that because both of them, in instances, I mean, Taylor, for instance, you know, she'll go shopping with her friends. A lot of the times, what I hear when she comes back is like, "I got this off the clearance rack. I got this off the clearance rack. Mm-hmm. I got this on a buy one get one free." Or Rylan, you know, is, you know, shopping for something, he's like, "Hey, I got I found the best deal on Amazon, or I found the best deal at." Best Pro Shops or wherever he's searched for it and looks for the best deal where mm-hmm. he can get the most bang for his money.
0: And speaking of Ryland looking for the best deal, it makes me think about some of the items that he has used his save money for have been items that are going to be continual maintenance. Like you were talking oh, yeah. about, we don't require oh, yeah. Taylor to do maintenance on her car. And that is yep. correct because her car is what gets her to school and to work. Right. And we want her to be well, safe in those things. Yes, it's a bigger deal for him, though. He has saved up his money through the years and he's bought himself an electric scooter yep. and he's bought himself an electric trike. And both of those things have wheels and motors and other batteries, components, yeah. batteries. Like I don't, I'm acting like I know things I don't even know. But he has made these purchases. So when he wanted to buy the scooter, that was, I don't know, 300, 500, it was several hundred dollars. I don't remember.
1: Yeah, I think it was around three, 350.
0: So an electric scooter, we really had to talk to him about that when he told us that's what he was saving up for, because we do live in a neighborhood where he can ride it on the road in our neighborhood. And then there's a neighborhood across from ours that he can ride it in that has sidewalks. So we knew he'd have plenty of places yeah. to ride it. But really, these scooters are meant for commuting in a big city. Right. They're not really meant for recreational, just driving it around your neighborhood. So we talked to him about that, about the difference of wear and tear over what this is designed for versus what you're wanting to use it for and then you talked with him about the various parts of this scooter that would need to be replaced or that Mm -hmm. could go bad and he did experience that some with the trike specifically and the scooter where not only did we want him to have enough to buy it but we also made him wait until he had a little bit more in his savings so that if something did happen straight away or pretty soon after, he had enough to cover that as well. And I yep. think that was a good learning thing for him because I don't know if it was the trike or the scooter, but one of them, he's had to buy several parts for.
1: The trike. Well, I mean, both of them really, to be honest, but the trike has mm-hmm. been the most and it's been one of the more frustrating items because <laughs> now it's just hanging in the garage and it's, it doesn't work still.
0: He needs to get rid of that thing.
1: Well, he's got high aspirations.
0: Oh, Yeah. He's into build building stuff now, like morphing stuff together to yeah. create like this one super vehicle, and yeah. he's he's got that engineer mind and yeah. and he spends his money on that, yep. putting stuff together and crafting stuff. And he's had some fails, some stuff yeah. that didn't work out. He hasn't spent like a ton of money, no. on, but that's what he's using his spend for no, right he's, now.
1: He's building a. Uh, lawnmower go-kart right now Mm -hmm. and i think he's put like 20 bucks into it something like that but yeah
0: but it's his money and it's his his time he's having
1: fun i like him to do stuff like that because it's challenging his mind yeah it's good for his brain going for it but
0: Mm -hmm. he's not just sitting in front of video games he does that too
1: no but he gets the ideas from video games
0: It's his research.
1: Yeah, it's his research. <laughs> He's like, I can make this thing. It's like this buggy looking thing. I've seen it and I've played with it on Fortnite or something. It's oh crazy. my gosh, of course.
0: So what else about kids and money?
1: We also made them think about gifts. Mm-hmm. When we talked about gifts, we make them, of course, we give them some money, mm-hmm. but we also instill in them that, okay, if you're going to plan you got to plan your budget, even mm-hmm. for Christmas, right? Birthdays, whatever. You've got to plan your budget for that. You can't just go all out. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got six friends and you're going to get invited throughout the year to all their birthday parties, you better not be spending a hundred dollars on each one of them, or you're going to go broke. Right. So we instilled, all right, set a budget. That way, you're not you're spending the same amount on all of them, so mm-hmm. it's fair. Same thing with Christmas. Set a budget, sit down before Christmas, sometimes hopefully before a week before, but (laughs) figure out who all you want to give gifts to, how much can you afford, Mm -hmm. you know, how much are you going to be able to spend on each person so that it is fair. And, you know, you do have maybe a special friend that you might spend a few dollars more than the other on. But I think that teaches them a lot because when you do get into, especially Christmas season, it can be overwhelming because you start, oh, you got all these aspirations to Oh, I want to buy this friend, this friend, this friend, this family member, this family member. I want to buy all them gifts. And you start out with great intentions, but you can run out of money really quick. Yeah. So setting that budget and having a hard number, all right, I'm going to the store and I'm looking for a gift for five and below, Mm -hmm. 10 and below, 20 and below for this particular person and not going over that. Right. So that your budget will last throughout all your gifts. And Mm -hmm. so they've sat down and. written out lists and making sure that they're following that checking it off
0: and even writing down what they think they might want to get that person because that's kind of part of planning that too is it is important to have like you said do i want to spend five dollars ten dollars whatever but then kind of have an idea of what you might even want to get them now sometimes that's not always possible but if you're like i want to get them a new pair of airpods well, that's not going to be in your budget, like even though your friend good. might really want those. That's probably <laughs> something that Santa should bring them, or their parents should get Santa them. Santa doesn't or, give big gifts, and Santa doesn't give big not, but some people's houses he does. So that's true. You're, that's right. We did teach them as much as we could, and we did when they got invited to birthday parties. We would buy the gift for the right. friend, right. but we had a low budget for friend gifts because
1: we've got so many.
0: Our our, par- our kids are very nice, I guess. Well, and they, they get invited to, to a lot of. Parties. (laughs)
1: They went to a magnet school, so they had smaller numbers, so it was a little more intimate. It Mm wasn't like the big, huge classes they had. So most of the time when there was a birthday party, it was the whole class. class. So then all of them had the birthday party, so they would all show up. Yes.
0: Our budget for friends, for the most part, has been $10. Yeah. So your friends get a $10 gift. And so as our kids have gotten older and they have felt closer to this certain friend, then if they wanted to get them a bigger gift than $10, they do, but they make up the difference. So I say, I'm giving you $10 for this friend's birthday party gift. And if, and they might go to the store and see a $20 gift and they decide they are willing to put $10 of their own spend in with it. And that's great. And that's generous. Yeah. I
1: mean, there's a good quality in being generous. Mm-hmm. But you have to also understand that even as generous as you want to be, I mean, I would love to give more, but I still got to pay my bills. Right. And they want to still eat and I want to <laughs> still eat. So, you know, we can't give away everything, mm-hmm. but I've always been taught that you can't outgive God. Right. But at the same time, he also teaches you responsibility and wisdom. Yes. So you can't just give all of your money away and expect God to just replace it all and give it more. Right you do have to practice wisdom. You do have mm-hmm. to practice responsible spending and responsible saving, responsible giving. And he, yes, will then bless you with mm-hmm. that. It's definitely something that they've got to get a grasp on because I think, I think both of them are really good about it, but it seems like Taylor in my brain that she's one that typically more giving and more generous. And she seems like she's always has been like when willing to give and give things and buy things for others and stuff like that. Yeah. Especially now
0: that she drives and is on her own more with friends and finances. But I think it's,
1: Taking her a little bit of time to kind of get that leveled out and Mm -hmm. figure out, okay, just because I have my job and my car, you know, I can't just spend all the time and I can't do that because the money goes away fast.
0: Yes, she has learned that pretty recently because she did have, she was buying herself some summer clothes and she's been eating out and doing some things and she hasn't been working a ton because where she works, there's a lot of employees there and so she doesn't have to work a ton. And she had asked for some days off for various events that she needed off for. And typically when she does that, they don't. Don't give her another day. It's like if right. you take if off, you're just off. Day. Yeah, yeah. If it falls on the day you're supposed to. She work. usually works one day during the week and one day on the weekend, and so she if she asks off for that weekend day, then she pretty much just loses those hours. And those are the bulk of her hours. So she's had some time like that. So her paychecks have been a lot smaller. And she said to us, she was like, yeah, I'm going to need to stop spending. And I don't think she's been irresponsible. I'm not saying that it's just funny to hear her say, like, we haven't said that to her. You need to stop spending. She on her own is looking at her checking account and her savings account and is determining Yeah, these aren't the numbers I want to see. I need to put things on halt. And she has. She has put things on halt. And speaking of her checking account and her savings account, that makes me think how, where our kids have kept their money for their lives. When both of them were born, when they were each born, we opened up a savings account for them at the bank. And we had gotten money for them when they were born. Just people who at your baby shower or just as a, a baby gift, they give you money. And yeah. typically any money we got, we just put in their account. Cause we got blessed with so many gifts and gift cards. Yeah. Then it came to the actual like cash or checks. We didn't feel like we needed those as much. So we put those in each we kid's account. Them, but we
1: just decided <laughs> they could use them better. to get
0: their savings account yeah. started. And so then as they were little, little, if people gave them money for, A holiday, like especially when they were babies, toddlers, preschool, and money really meant nothing to them. We would oftentimes just put that in their savings account, just if someone gave them twenty dollars for Christmas or their birthday. They didn't
1: need anything else
0: because they didn't need anything else. They had exactly.
1: They had so much, and they were surrounded by toys and gifts and everything. So,
0: so when we started the jar system, the save spend give system the save jar would start to get full because yeah. that's not the one you're pulling from you know your right. your give jar the way that they would do their tithe is they would take it to church every every week pretty much and put it in the offering at church and their spend they were going through that pretty regularly yeah. you know but the save had to stay there for a long time so once it would get up to a certain amount We would take that and put that in their savings account for them so that they would not just have a couple hundred dollars sitting on their dresser because that's just not safe. Because we have people in and out of our home, different friends coming over. We don't want that to be a temptation for anyone. And it's just not a good idea. A temptation for our kids or any other kids that might be coming over. So we had them start putting that in their savings account. And we started having them keep a little ledger, a little ledger book that told them how much money was in their savings. Because that was the thing is... They could read it. (laughs) We did that when they were older is what I'm
1: saying. No, I'm saying because of the handwriting.
0: Oh, the handwriting. I thought you meant because they couldn't read the numbers.
1: No, they'd be writing those numbers and be like, how much does that say?
0: Yeah, hopefully they can read it. But that way they could, and they would keep their little ledger book in their save jar. And that way they couldn't take out their money and count their money, but they could take out their ledger book and see, oh, I have $515 in my savings account. Right. And then when they would collect another fifty hundred dollars in their save, then I would have them write plus $100. And then I would take that to the bank for them. And I think that's worked out really well. And then when Taylor got her checking account, she got her checking account because she got her job and they do an auto deposit of her check into her checking account. Yeah. So she's, she sweeps money to save because she has now a yep. checking and a savings. She's set up with online banking. So when she gets paid, she takes 20% of her paycheck and she immediately drafts it over, transfers it over to her savings account. And then she has checks that go with her checking account and she takes 10% and she writes a 10% check to the church. So she's still, even though she's not on the three jar system anymore with our allowance that we give her, she is yeah. still on a similar system. Yes. That you have to save money. You can spend money, but you also need to be generous and give. So it looks a little different for her than what it looks like for Rylan. but it's because she's older and she has a job and I tried to get her to do more than 20% to her savings, but she was not on board.
1: Well, and and that's, and that's all well and good because the reality is someday she's not going to be in this household. She could leave and say, guess what? I'm on my own now. I can put 100% of whatever I want in my spend and I don't have to divide this up. And she will have the freedom to make those choices. Mm -hmm. But what we have taken on is trying to teach the responsibility and that's all you can do. Because as we know, as we all know, is our kids can make their own decisions and Mm -hmm. they're going to make decisions we might not agree with or we might agree with, but it just starts with giving direction And we have to be able to give that direction and give an example and go from there day to day. And we do Mm -hmm. that in every part of life. But this particular one, we're talking about finances today. So, and I think it does good, you know, for helping them figure out the hard stuff in life when it comes to finances. So
0: yeah, hopefully they'll take it with them as they leave here and implement it. And I'm sure they'll tweak it to how they want and they'll try stuff that works really well and they might try things that don't work really well. And make their own system but i just feel like trying to give them some sort of foundation and some and sort of education is mm-hmm. helpful
1: yeah absolutely well i think that's good for today all right all right
0: well thanks for talking to me thank you yeah. all for listening you, we man. really appreciate it
1: yeah thanks for listening and uh as always don't forget to review us give us those five-star reviews and yeah. rate us and
0: Share our podcast with your friends. We would love to have more listeners. And you can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook.
1: That's new, isn't it?
0: That's new. I just started that a couple weeks ago. Yes. New development. Facebook. We are on Facebook as the How To Gurus. And we are on Instagram, which that's been going the whole time the podcast has been going. Follow us there at the How To Gurus podcast. That will let you know when we have new shows. We post little snippets of the show.
1: Why is it called a snippet?
0: um i don't know <laughs> you it's just snip it right out of the video it's a really <laughs>
1: funny word to me snip it
0: a little what would you call it little, i don't know a clip mm, clip that's a good word yeah, yeah. we have snip. clips we have little clips on there <laughs> pictures and things we would love for y'all to follow us on social media we would love yeah. for you to share the show with your friends just thank you for the support
1: make comments we'll keep reading them Hey, if you got any suggestions on maybe a topic for a show you'd like to hear from us about, don't hesitate to throw that in the comments, and yeah, maybe we can uh, have a future show on that.
0: We'll work that in. Thanks, right. guys. Thank you. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. And that's a wrap for this episode for the How to Gurus. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe, rate, and review the how-to gurus on your favorite podcasting app.